I'm ready. Right. It's Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show, the podcast, and uh, this is this the is really cool. The best one. This is we, the three of us have been looking forward to this forever, and so finally visiting with us is John, our friend who we met, you know, from Australia. So first, Happy. we need to say welcome. Good so, morning. And, wait, wait, how do you say it in yeah. Australian? Uh, is it g'day, g'day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> g'day, everyone. Say, how are you? <laughs> everything that you say, I'm in love with. We had dinner the other night, and I I stopped counting how many times you use the word bloke for a, a dude, a friend. Yes. Yeah, see, in America, you use dude. We use bloke yeah. or man. Or mate. Or mate. What do you use for the ladies? Ooh. Over here, it's uh, it's not counted. Uh, ladies, Sheila's. Sheila. Oh, really? Or, or the chick. <laughs> Which is Sam, Sam's favorite. You know? Chicks yeah. and broads and babes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the yeah. Sheila. That's in- interesting and different. Do we say anything that strikes you as odd? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Like, yeah. like? Dude, absolutely wipes me out every time. I, I want to okay. burst out and laugh. Yeah. Yeah, every time. Is, uh, that, is that because dude means something else and has a different connotation in Australia? Or is it it's just, just because so it's just... unusual to hear it from everyone? Yeah. And, and um, yeah, women in Australia don't tend to use the word mate. And over here, women go, How you going, dude? Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> oh. So for you, that was more like a guy's thing between guys. Yeah. So I, mean, I, think, mafia. I think yeah. the dude thing kind of in the 80s took on its whole just different thing in America. You mm-hmm. know, just because dude is really just sort of a, it's a it's a Western term, right? I mean, isn't it? You know, in, I don't in, know. The old West, uh, U.S. kind of thing. Western, then it became kind of beach. It kind of valley. Right, that's what I'm saying. The 1980s kind of brought we, yeah. that. Yeah. See, that's where we probably heard it. And I, it's not, it's not a, a word song. I use very often, but I'll use it not at, as addressing someone, but... Like if if Sam will show show me something, text me something really awesome that he knows I love, I'll send back, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't see. Use it we very say often. wow, and a few times I've had to text people and they go, yeah, dude, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you, it's slightly confusing it, but now I've been here three weeks and dude, it, you're into not, it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not into it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to realize what it's about. Right. The, I, the other one I had a quick, Jody, uh, no, a question about was cheers. Because I noticed when I, oh, held, cheers, I yeah. held the door open for you at the restaurant, you went, cheers. And yeah, it's a, it's you a thank you. Drink, it's, it's between mates. Okay. Yeah, so cheers. it's not just a toast, like cheers. No, no. Oh. no. It's no. like thanks? Yeah, it's okay. a thank you. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. Mm. That's good because so I always thought it was more like a hello or just a greeting, but it's a mm. thank you. Okay. Well, yeah. it can be all those things. Okay. Or seriously, can. Uh, I confuse people when I when they open up the door or a young gentleman is opening up the door and I, I thank him. I'll just say cheers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. I guess it's the accent as well because they're not really sure what I've actually said most of the time because. Right. right. No, well, I mean, I see, I opened the door and I froze for a second because you said, cheers. And I was like, because I'm used to like, thank you. You know, you open the door for a lady or anybody and they go, oh, thanks. Yeah. And so when you said cheers, well, cheers is your thank you. So, yeah, you know, I got it. Yeah. Well, and, and so cheers, you know, typically, I guess, in the U.S. is two people clinking glasses mm-hmm. and toasting to something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
truly. Yeah, oh. Sometimes um, <clears throat> when we're out with mates and we've just been for you a mean ride, dudes. Out with <laughs> mates. <laughs> no, out with See, mates. I love it. Uh, and that when you uh, you toast your first drink, you yo and uh, clink glasses. Okay. Just yo? Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yo. All right. I like it. I'm going to remember that next time, too. One thing we're learning so much. One thing we sort of touched on at dinner, which I thought was super interesting, not that it's a surprise to we, the Americans here, is that you find food and portion sizes to be ridiculous in America. Yes? Oh, yeah. Last night, I I struggled. (laughs) (laughs) So much food. You thought it was being served for you and who else, right? Yeah, it's it's a big portion. Struggled. I, I love the entree size that... We got, and by the way, the food there last night, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, really seafood. I'm over the steak. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a seafood pasta. You, you yes. liked it? Was it good? Yeah, it was great. Good. It really was. Oh, and uh, we say prawns, you say shrimp. Right. Okay. okay. Shrimp wow. are lovely. Good. Oh, they really, are. really nice. As yeah. long as they have the heads on. We talked about that at we the We talked table. about that. Well, I didn't pipe up last night. <laughs> <laughs> What? Okay. In Australia, when we're having an outdoor backyard barbecue, sometimes on the barbecue, uh-huh. which is a grill out here, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we throw the whole prawn on. Mm. Right. Then we slice it up through the middle, throw a bit of garlic in, eat the heads. Sounds good. Pull the back off and the tail and eat the heads. Afterwards, because they're all crunchy and lovely with all the garlic in them. Really? Mash them up. Bingo. You eat the heads? Really? Yeah, eat the heads. <gasps> yeah, okay. See, the, the reason we brought it up last night, Bailey, you weren't able to be with us. Um, I asked to order a shrimp dish, but with the, everything on the menu had heads on. And yeah. I'm like, I need one without the heads because I don't like the eyes looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like the eye to show up, the head, the face to show up and look at me if I'm yeah. going to eat There's it. There's something about the empathy you feel for the shrimp in that moment. <laughs> it's empathy and it's ooginess. Yeah. Like, just, just throw it in your mouth then. It's an eyeball. So, so I how did we come tail. up with shrimp on the Barbie if it's really prawns, prawns on, the on the Barbie? Barbie. Prawns, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's probably Outback made that up. Oh, I yeah. I suspect Outback Steakhouse is not true, authentic well, Australian. Well, what do you think? You've been to an Outback Steakhouse, have you not, when you okay, were in America? They need to learn what medium rare, blue, um, medium to well done, well done, and overly done Blue? Means. What's blue? Blue is where you throw the steak on one minute one side, two minutes the other side. Mm, so oh. breathe and then serve it. Ah, that's blue. Woo. That's rare. Huh? So yeah. it's red. What you call? Yeah, it's actually red. It's still like. mooing, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still mooing. And then, <laughs> and medium to well done is where there's no juices coming out. People mm. say blood. There's no such thing as blood in meat. Right. Um. Right. Uh, it's the juices that come out. They just happen to look red and right. and all the rest. It's not blood. And medium to well done means it's cooked all the way right through, very little uh, juices coming out, but the meat is still tender. Yeah. And then a well done is well done. It's lost its, all its juices. Yeah, it's and leather. It's, no, it's not quite leather, but it's well done. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It does lose most of its yeah. flavor in and that process. You yeah. guys happen to like... Um, like it when 
um, they bring it out on a plate and it's still cooking. Yeah, sizzling. Yeah, sizzling. Yeah. Get over that. <laughs> so not right. So, so other, not right. Other than Foster's, what is their Australian at Outback? Oh, okay. <clears throat> Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, they've gone to the taste of America and they've opened up to the market. And I don't blame hmm. them. But when an Australian walks in and they know I'm from Australia – you get told to eat the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, this is a real eat story, chicken, right? It's a real story. You went in there and you and they said, you're from Australia, what? And I, you said? I, I sat down and waitress came over and I said, what does the waitress recommend? And she said, you're from Australia. I said, yes, I'm from Sydney. She goes, let's try the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> See, that means she had no faith in the Australianness <sighs> of the menu. I think she had been told. Yeah. <laughs> I think she'd been told once before. But look, I love the onion rings. Mm. And... Uh, Look, the blooming you, onion, the is blooming what they onion, call but it. that's not a true, no, which is really Australian, yeah. right? Okay, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> you want to know how to, <laughs> you want to know how to cook onions? Okay, <laughs> right up. You get the onions, you chop them up, <clears throat> take the skin off. Don't cook them with the skin right. on. Brown sugar. Okay. Depending on how much you have, throw the brown sugar in in with them. Cook them up. And the brown sugar caramelizes. Mm. Yum. That does wow. sound really good. And it's that. most the simplest way of doing it. And if you want mashed potato, try mashed potato with sweet mashed potato. Oh, And potatoes. brown sugar. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Man. So it's, really it's the brown sugar solution it. is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. yeah. So we, we talked about we, Vegemite last night. <laughs> <laughs> and Bailey. Do you know this is cool? I mean, Bailey, you're interested in foods, yeah. and you're kind of. I know of that Vegemite is a thing, but I've never actually had it. We Black learned top. last night yeah. from John, <laughs> and I'd like you to repeat for anyone who's interested the the reason that we, as Americans or anyone else in the world who can't understand why Australians like Vegemite, <laughs> is because we eat too much of it, right? Excessive. We're too excessive with our big gulp of it. Interesting. Yes. Correct. Yeah, it's not peanut butter. Pl- Guys. <laughs> <laughs> so small amounts. Yeah. Very small amount. Thank you, Dave. On the end of a, your knife, um, it's a definitely acquired taste, but when you're trying it, very small portions okay. on toast. Okay. Very small portions. So it's just a very light yeah. spread. Think it's of wasabi. You wouldn't want a spoonful of it, oh, right? You no. just want a tiny tad <laughs> for yeah. that kiss of taste. We talked I've never tried it. I've never either. tasted it. I'm we so. talked about curious. the excessiveness last night with the mm. peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. As I told these guys, if you want to lose weight, <laughs> stick with peanut butter on a spoon once. One spoon. Suck on it, it'll take away the cravings for eating and everything else. But <laughs> <laughs> you've got to minimalize it one spoon at a time, not one after the other. Have it for a meal, two or three, maybe at the most, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's yeah. it. You'll lose weight, it huh. will crave your appetite. Drink lots of water. And you will lose weight. It's the but peanut butter diet. Uh-huh. Excessive with everything, and it just can't happen. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That is interesting. It was because it was the first question I asked you were the plates and the portion sizes here in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Crazy. It's, <laughs> is that more so than in restaurants in Australia, too? Restaurants mm. in Australia don't serve portions no, that large? No, really? No. Do you no, feel you, you get your money's worth? <laughs> well, in Australia, no, we probably don't get our money's worth. <laughs> but we don't, seriously, um, you pay for what you get, you eat. Um, if you're not satisfied, don't go back. That's the Australian way. Yeah. Yeah, that makes, that makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Do you have any idea how cool you sound to us? Uh, to well, me, and to if, listen to you talk all day. For anybody that doesn't know how we met John, it was kind of funny because we were joking at one point. Uh, you know, we wanted to know from our from our studios in the U.S. You know, we're based actually in Louisiana, heard everywhere, but. Um, we wanted to know where the farthest from us listener would be. I'm not asking that question. How do we ask the question? Sam did it. Who Sam, I wonder how far. I think it was Sam. Because there's so many ways people can yeah. listen on your devices. You can listen anywhere in the world. You were Sam going was on like, about iHeartRadio and how it's an app and how you can mm-hmm. download it and all the rest. And I think Sam and M, when she was here yeah. as producer, just said, I wonder where the furthest it goes out to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, next and you thing, looked at, a, at that as a challenge. And I, I just read... Probably I, I, me. I, it's probably me. I'm hands up. I'm listening in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't listening in Sydney. It was Coffs Harbour when okay. I was listening to you guys. Okay. And um, the furthest away I listened to you was in Adelaide. Okay. And which is and by Along- the way, the Hay Plains in in the middle of Australia. Okay. Um, out there, we actually do have Wi-Fi. <laughs> out in the middle of the outback and i could listen to you then but that's yeah i tried to listen to you all the way across to perth once and it wasn't until i was in perth but around adelaide and down through the hay plains mm-hmm. so i'm I mean, trying to picture that if you're not yeah. familiar with the geography of australia what what part <laughs> of the continent is it okay sydney new south wales is the east coast okay Perth, Western Australia is the West Coast. Okay. Okay. Adelaide, Southwest. Okay. All right. Hay Plains, Middle West. Okay. (laughs) So we have to work on the signal in Perth. (laughs) Make a note of that, Sam. Yeah. Actually, probably from Kalgoorlie onwards. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Put that in your notes. Kalgoorlie. Gotcha. I have one thing that I've always wondered about Australia in particular. Hmm. I've always heard that. It's it's nature is quite dangerous. Like, how often do you think about just the wildlife of Australia on a daily basis? You know, I don't think about it. Yeah, and that's that is probably the truth. It's yeah. your normal. And it's our normal. Yeah, I've been up to Northern Territory. In fact, I have a really funny story from when I was about four years old. Yeah, Chivas. <laughs> we moved up to Darwin. My father was in the navy. And some person in the 18th century um, named the major river in the Northern Territory the Alligator River. Mm. Australia doesn't have alligators, everyone. We do not have alligators. (laughs) (laughs) We have crocodiles that grow up to six metres long and weigh over three and a half tonne. They're big. A little, yeah, (laughs) sounds like it. Um, I could say something else, but we're on radio, so we can't. <laughs> <laughs> now I really want to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my 
father and all the blokes who were in the Navy at the time had time off, so they went out duck shooting. We were all kids. Yeah. And the ducks were falling into the river and we'd swim out and go and get them because they didn't have dogs. And people were taking photos and um, <clears throat> mothers were all there, were all swimming and everything else. We sent these photos later on back to parents my mother received about four or five um, letters saying, what are you doing sl- uh, swimming in the Alligator River? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, well, I was, I didn't know at the time. No kidding. I was young. But when I look back at it, when I was about 12 or 13, we were living in Cronulla at the, at the time. I thought, wow, that was pretty dangerous. Pretty dangerous. Yeah. But then my, when I spoke to my father about it, he said, oh, no, we had rifles there we were all ready in case any of them came up or or that it was all pretty guarded and then sadly um three weeks later a uh, camper was taken in the same spot oh so, wow. whoa yeah yeah, huh. yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, it happens yeah Careful so, what waters you play in. You decided yeah. not to go swim there For again, sure. I assume? <laughs> I have been back there a couple of times. <laughs> have you really? And uh, the signs are all up there now saying don't swim. And yeah. and constantly you will have cars going backwards and forwards. And every now and then this crocodiles will come out. Because crocodiles are very lazy. Same with alligators. Mm-hmm. They're very lazy. <laughs> when we have 30-foot tides, they go up and down. About 30 foot in Darwin, and they will swim in the tide. Mm-hmm. And that's why you saw the one with the noodle wrapped around it mm-hmm. uh, on the internet um, because they just swim. They don't, they don't swim, they don't wag their tail, they just, they just glide. Run along. Yeah. They glide. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and when I was up there, um, third time round, there was a bloke who used to run. He's only just retired, by the way. <clears throat> he used to run up there and he used to feed Angry. Angry is a massive croc, probably over six metres long. Uh, he's lost one of his legs in a fight with probably a bigger crocodile that was up the river. So mm-hmm. don't ever think that anyone is great because there's always someone better. Truth. <laughs> Truth. And uh, he was telling us just before we retired that he was fixing the prop um, on one of the boats and everything else and he looked up and he was in the water and you can't see a foot in front of him. He looked up and all of a sudden right next to him went angry and he went that is the absolute closest i ever want to get and he said he was it was like he was god he was walking on water to him (laughs) (laughs) less than two feet away and in the boat and he to this day he can't tell you how he got out he just knows that he just jumped and angry went by Mm. and he said if he another inch two inches and angry felt him because they close their eyes and they just go. Go. Yeah. And that and he said if angry knew he was there, he would have been yeah. gone. Mm. Absolutely gone. Scary. Uh, yeah. So don't That's ever good. think you know. And they turn up in cans on the beaches. 
And there was a photo of one not all that long ago. On the public beaches they'll show up? On the up. public beaches in, in, well, sometimes they're public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they say, oh, it was a, a five-meter crocodile. And everyone out here thought they were talking about five feet. Oh, that's not too big. Our alligators go to 12 feet and all the rest. And finally, about yeah. comment 1,000 at something or other, it goes, sorry, guys, this is in metres. Yeah. That is 3.3 feet per one. Right. Mm. And it's like, hang on a sec. Oh. Conversion. That's 18 feet long. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Pretty big. Scary. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I always so. try to remember that a meter is a little bit longer than a yard. That's all I remember. Yes, I don't remember the mental conversion, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm reading an article right now about the crocodiles in uh, like um, Cahill and the river you were talking about. Yeah. Alligator. <laughs> yeah. There's... <laughs> An estimated 80,000 to 100,000 crocodiles just in the top end of Australia. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. 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 But besides that, Ooh. we've got the deadliest snake in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Duh. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. always heard all that, too. Not just the wildlife, but just the terrain. Just the yeah. actual conditions. Yeah, it, it can turn nasty in less than two hours. That, Three. Yeah. Yeah. That gives you such credibility for being so tough. That's compared to about a thousand to two thousand American crocodiles in like Mexico, Central America, and mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We really do have to do something about it mm-hmm. because they're encroaching on areas where they've never been before. Mm-hmm. Well, but, we eat al- alligators here. So. Oh, we eat our crocodile meat too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Which brings us back to outback. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we tried to export our crocodile meat to America and unfortunately environmentalists, I love you guys, but (laughs) when you're commenting on something that's happening in Australia and you don't know what's happening, Mm -hmm. yet you're stopping a market that people would quite literally save your own alligators Mm -hmm. and that so they can breed and get back to the numbers that they should, you know, there's there's a good point. We have a problem. Yeah. And we also have a big problem with kangaroos at the moment. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a huge problem. We're in drought, and we have been on and off for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. We have a massive kangaroo population. Have you ever seen those guys suffer out in the outback when there's no water and oh, everything? Oh, I don't want to see it's that. It's absolutely incredibly bad. And huh. because environmentalists have stepped in and everything else, we're not allowed to cull them. And you know, Australia lives on the fact that we don't <clears throat> we don't waste anything. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. We had huge markets in America of kangaroo meat and everything else where these animals have survived forty, fifty thousand years and they've been through worse droughts than the one that we're going through at the moment. Now I hate killing, I hate guns, I hate a lot of things in life and I don't like using the word hate because it's a very strong word and it's very emotional. But when people comment on something that they have no idea about and they've never been to a place, they've never seen it. And I've seen truck drivers get out of their trucks and euthanize kangaroos alongside the road because they are suffering so badly. 
Mm-hmm. Now, that's to an Australian, that's a huge waste, mm-hmm. incredible waste. Now, if we were allowed to cull them properly, pro- produce the the meat and everything else, we had viable markets all over the world for that. It's all been stopped. And now we have a massive problem where we literally farmers have to go out. Not only are they euthanizing their own cattle and everything else, they now have to do the wildlife as well because we can't yeah. see animals huh. suffer. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And the people who go out and do these culls are highly trained. A lot of them used to be in the in the army and everything else. A lot of them know what they're doing and there are huge big re- regulations with everything. But, you know, I'm all for hugging a tree and, and everything else. But when you re- haven't been out there and you're saying something, you know, this morning someone put up online this thing and they used a video that was of the mad cow disease mm-hmm. and blaming the heat wave in Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, misconception. Right. Mm-hmm. And these things are used to get people's emotions. Well, come to Australia, you'll really see what drought and heat wave is really yeah. really is. Well, you know, it's... Um, Today's um, social media world makes it very difficult to wade through propaganda. How do you differentiate yeah. differentiate between what's yeah. fact Everywhere. and what's propaganda? Yeah. I know, and yeah. you guys have pointed this out many times over the years, and that that I've heard, and, you know, <clears throat> it's difficult, really is, especially when one of the biggest reasons why I stopped doing overnight trucking and, and all the rest is because of the huge big risk and personal risk to myself. Mm-hmm. But it's also mentally strained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to watch other guys get out and do something because they care and they love animals, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, there are simple ways to, to deal with that, yeah. you know. But anyway, <clears throat> I know uh, environmentalists have got a place in this world. Mm-hmm. Please just don't comment on something unless you've actually seen that. Right. For some context, there were about 24, in 2015, 24 million human residents in Australia okay. and 44 million kangaroos in the last count. That they that's had. double the population. Yeah. And crocodiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that stage as well, there were... Yeah, yeah 100,000 yeah. roundabout. And we've lost all the markets. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, so We had very humane ways of doing things. Here's a dumb question because we don't have kangaroos, you know, here. I, I know what not to do and not approach a black bear, for example, you know, in the Smokies. Right. No, this is a ha- great question. But, so, but, but I mean, so, but what do you do if you see a kangaroo in your backyard or, you know, it, you yeah. know, you know what you do? in America, I get it. It's a different thing, yeah. Sam. I would probably about, try to make wow, it. Wow, a kangaroo. I'd probably exactly. try to make it my pet. Yeah. Right. You know uh, me. You can't make it your pet because they're wild. Right? Yeah. But kangaroos will not attack you unless they are aggravated or attacked or feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are houses um, all around in the suburbs and everything else like that, and they will put photos up on oh, kangaroo sitting out on the grass this morning and, and all the rest. Just ignore it. You know, yeah. take a few photos of it, say hello. Just coexist. <laughs> and, and that. Um, keep your dogs away from it. 
Oh. Well, that's what I was wondering. I mean, do they get into garbage cans or anything like that? Or, you know, they, no, no, no. I'm just asking. Why are you no. laughing so no. hard? <laughs> it's I a cartoon. in my head. Right. I've wanted to ask. Look, Sam, I can honestly say, I'm I'm remember, while this is all going on, I'm remembering <laughs> my girlfriend Tracy and her daughter seeing their first kangaroos mm-hmm. up close in the wild. And I said to Tracy, there were two. Once a mother, once a joey, probably only about 18 months old, mm. and she's going, oh, yeah, yeah. And, she, and I said, now calm down because if you're not calm, they're going to they take won't. off. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And that. So they just calmly walked over like nothing was happening, like they were about to go and knock on the front door of the house and that. took a couple of photos, stayed there, laid down, Never moved. Really? But oh, so if cool. she was like, oh, and, you know, raced across the street and everything else like that. And I locked the car doors. Yeah. <laughs> because I knew what was going to happen. The house was L-shaped and where they were sitting, there was a bush out the front. They would have been cornered. They are nasty. Yeah. When, when they're cornered. Yeah. Do they okay. really punch when they're cornered? I've seen, I think oh, yeah, I've seen yeah, videos. Yeah, they yeah, actually yeah. punch. Yeah, they actually, all except for they don't fold their hands. They open them, full claws, and the claws are like probably, that. yeah, like that. Wow. On each. Wow. Razors, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Razors. And when they scratch down your face Ooh. or whatever or crush your chest, and that they are likely to rip through all eight layers. Wow. Really? Yeah. And then they have that, That's not massive... the sweet kangaroo I think of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. They're cuddly. You're supposed to be able to hug them. from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. 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 What's funny about that, John, is if Jody, I because mean, I know Jody so well, being married and all that, if she saw a kangaroo, oh, yeah. she yeah. would just like completely, oh, my God, it's a kangaroo. <laughs> sweet and, Wait, you know. If I ever, I was calm around the bears. Oh, yeah, you were. On the but outside. You, you were excited about it. Right. Know? So I will if I ever get a chance to see a kangaroo, hopefully I'll be in Australia with you. We'll all yep. just come visit. Boy, that would be cool. That would be so cool. Yeah. I yeah. want to see come on, one. Dad. But you'll <laughs> you'll have to just keep me calm. You'll have to remind me, chill. I'm not going to Australia. I don't know if there's vicious kangaroos and crocodiles everywhere and the world's most poisonous snake. <laughs> but you've Many. seen the story about Fluffy the Emu, haven't you? Fluffy the Emu? Yeah, he goes jogging on Sundays with all the park joggers. Oh, well, that's no. nice. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah, fluffy. But can't emu yeah, attack you look it too? up. Look it up on the internet. Yeah, I'm, I'm really working on it. Bailey's <laughs> all over it. Bailey's all over it. So, um, what has been your favorite part of America so far? John. Jeebus. Um, crikey's. <laughs> look. It's hard to pick, right? And I came here for a couple of very good reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, bucket list, you know, reasons. I'm doing it. I'm sitting on two wheels. I'm going around America. I've had a yeah. close call. On a Harley. On a Harley, yeah. yeah tank slapper. <laughs> 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 had Boris's in my head yelling at me, telling me if I'm going to, yeah, da, da, yeah, okay, and all the rest. And it, it was pretty bad, yeah. like at 80 miles an hour, because that's the speed limit in Texas. I won't say what I was doing, but that's the speed yeah. limit in yeah. Texas. There are a few stretches and, uh, of road like that. Yes. Fully backed, packed motorcycle rider concentrating on doing what he was doing. Back wheel in the air, three and a half feet, 
Mm. Minimum. Because that front wheel came down first and that's what started the tank slapper. Yeah. And that, and Boris yelling him ahead, he happens to be a motorcyclist in Australia who writes about Boris. experiences and okay. everything else. The memory of what Boris wrote back in 1989 hit me in the forehead like a ton of bricks and I got out of that tank slapper very nicely. What, and what, 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 what was that that he taught you? Like what? Um, look where you're going. Look where you want to go. Don't look what will happen. So totally ignore the handlebars. Keep a hold of them. Gear down. Rev. Touch the rear brakes. Don't touch the front brakes. Don't touch the front brakes. And this is going on in my head over and over. And Boris, when he did it, he was going down the Hume Highway in between Sydney and Melbourne. He had a passenger on the back. Probably about 160 pounds mm. and, and that. Um, I probably had about 45, maybe 50 pounds of equipment right. stuff. And, and stuff on the back, all the T-shirts I bought from this wonderful country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. came across with three T-shirts and I think I've got 12 now. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> all of that and... Just Boris in my head going, you'll be upset if you if you mess this up badly. And I looked where I wanted to go, didn't look anywhere else, ignored the handlebars, ignored the tank, even though it punched me in the um in the chest. Mm-hmm. I still got the lump. Mm. Um and pulled over. Flat tire and the whole works. Walked away, laughed. Good. Put it up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like we, everybody else. We saw that. Yeah. We saw your accident. Well, I'm glad you're fine. And yeah. Your bike is fine. Yeah. And you've more miles to go. I've got a lot more miles to go. A lot more. Yeah. <laughs> and so this one, I mean, you've only done part of your bucket list. You're going to come back next year and do and complete some more. the bucket list. I'm going to do Route 66 and. Uh, I don't think I'll go into Chicago. Chicago mm-hmm. is not one of the places I really want to see. Okay. I know, sorry, those people who have been to Chicago and say, it's a lovely place. Mm-hmm. No, um, I just want to do Route 66 and then go down to Daytona. Okay. By week. There were a couple of other things I want to do up through Montana and, mm-hmm. and that. But um, the biggest surprise, and I've been to Florida Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, the Space Center, mm-hmm. um, Houston. Uh, I've been into Dallas. And sorry, Dallas doesn't excite me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that great place, and mm-hmm. you know, for the people who live there and all the rest. But that's not on my bucket list. Okay. Um, I did one of my bucket list things a long time ago, and that was going down the one all the way from the top right down through to San Diego. And that was... Highway 1? Yeah, Highway 1. Really? And that, yeah, and it wasn't long after... Yeah. I forget the name of the place, but it's before you hit San Francisco. The front of the houses are actually standing on the cliff. And you oh. can go and open up the front door, and they've got it locked, and the house is missing, and the cliff is missing, and all the rest. And, it, and you look straight down. That's... The Indian Ocean down there, it is like, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's but, crazy. Yeah. So that was one of you my bucket that. lists a long time ago. So I've done that part, and that's why I'm not going back up that way. Right. And I've done it all the way straight down to San Diego. But when I got into San Diego, I never got to go on the midway. So this time when I left California, I went straight down, straight into the midway, mm-hmm. ventured all over that. The biggest surprise of all this entire trip was the kid. USS, USS kid. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a bit of a story to it. Now, I knew about the kid long before I knew about you guys. Right. Because this is, and this is for Bailey and for Chad, you'll find this really cool because for somebody from Australia, you wouldn't think Baton Rouge would be on his map. Right. But, you know, this is the reason it that is. he is familiar with Baton Rouge and Louisiana. Okay. I've already said that my father was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. In 1958, the kid came into Sydney and it was there for about a week. My father was on board HMAS Sydney at the time and he later transferred over to HMAS Melbourne, which are the aircraft carriers that we no longer have in the, in the Australian Navy. Um, my father talked about it because I later on joined the Navy and I knew about the kid through the story. You know, my father met the Americans and all the rest. So I sort of was interested and I later joined the Navy. But when I found out and heard about the kid it was 2000, I think it might have been before 2000, but I'll say around about 2000, so about 19 years ago. And I remember my father talking about it. So I looked it up. And I went, oh, it's now a museum. Oh, good. If I'm mm-hmm. ever in America down that way, I'll go and have a look. Mm-hmm. So when I planned this trip and I blocked off all my media, as Sam will know, because he used to look for me. <laughs> <laughs> he went private. Yeah. He went on yeah. Facebook, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to let anything slip or whatever because I wasn't really sure whether I'd get the time off work or or whatever. Yeah. And the kid was part of this trip and that. But the biggest thing was, as we all know, the 50th anniversary of the moon landing and that being a nine-year-old kid venturing out to the middle of the outback around parks and all the rest as a kid with my parents and then later on motorcycling and, and all the rest, knowing the story, seeing this huge big dish in a sheep farm (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know i've got photos of it when there were 500 600 sheep running around in the paddock Mm -hmm. and that of the dish so when work sort of brought me into (laughs) semi-retirement another long story (laughs) 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 um It was just wonderful. It was like a real eye-opener. I could do this now Mm -hmm. and that. And um, so here I am, but... I love that. Everything is a surprise. When you say when you say dish, you know that's one of those. Obviously, Australia 
well, I guess multiple countries were really instrumental in us being able to pull yes. off that moon landing yeah. because you had to have communications based around the planet yes. to be able to stay in mm-hmm. contact with you know, every Apollo mission. But what I remind Americans about, and I love this part, yeah. Australia saw it nine seconds before you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did we really? Yeah. Actually, and I, I just happened to read this uh, during all the 50th anniversary stuff, the, the, uh, the video that was beamed down from the moon mm-hmm. was received in Australia. And okay. then it was transmitted over to us. So the actual recordings, are, and I think they've been lost, but the original, I guess we should call the masters, mm-hmm. yes, which clear pictures and all that stuff was sent to Australia, and then we got everything transmitted. Wow. So yeah. the stuff we, we saw on TV. We saw it a lot second. clearer than you guys. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. nine seconds earlier. And right. nine seconds <laughs> earlier. Dave, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, it was a wonderful moment, and let me tell you, America was probably never on my map until I saw those guys walking on the moon. And I watched yeah. every Apollo from day one. It was a project in school to the problems to the instigation, the happening, and I won't give away any story, but I also watched uh, – Many things about Discovery and Atlantis and the shuttle the program and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, how it came about, yeah. which is a wonderful story. And look, <clears throat> I've got to give it to the ladies in America because they really stepped up and helped and did a lot of things that a lot of people don't know about yeah. behind the scenes. They really did. Everything was about those guys doing it. Yeah. Well, well, at that time. Well, and the pictures you saw of Mission Control were all men and all that, but yeah, but obviously there were. Yeah, look, you uh, had to team. look behind and find out stories. And I I think I've still got, got it back in Houston, but there was a paper that came out. The woman is still alive, mm-hmm. and she had three children, and they worked around her, and she ended up, she was an engineer. She worked on the program six months prior to the launch Mm -hmm. where the computer had to reboot every time and had to go back exactly where it was. was, Program was never, ever around. And this woman was told this is the way the computer's got to react. And that was on the landing. And everyone who knows anything about the landing knows that that computer rebooted Mm -hmm. every couple of seconds because of an alarm. And it was right in the middle of them and their descent going to land. It just kept rebooting. It's like, if it doesn't come back up, what are we (laughs) doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this woman, if it wasn't for her program and the people that she was in control of, Mm -hmm. they would have aborted it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you guys would have never landed on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And for all the skeptics, Okie doke, being yeah. from Australia, yeah. okay, we've heard all the theories, right? I'll, I'll put to. it to you this way. <laughs> the theories, Plain you mean that it was a fake? And <laughs> simple. It's not a fake yeah. because Russia would have never, ever, of any cause, let any country get away with a fake. Yeah. Truth. There is right. no way. Mm-hmm. And even Russia comes out this day, these days and says, they did it, they beat us. And that if it was a fake, we would have jumped on yeah. it. Yeah. 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 At, at that time, I mean, that, that, that race for space was a very real deal. And you're talking about you know, a time, and I was not, I, I was not alive during that time in the yeah. early 1960s where, you know, 
Oh, don't Every, tell everything. Me I'm the oldest. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're we're close, but you know, it, but just the you know the way that Russia was viewed in the Cold War and this you know the sentiment or or the you know lack of sentiment uh, between you know America and and Russia was a very very real deal. So you're exactly right. If if we had even attempted to do something as a fake, of course it would have been called out. Yeah. And by the way, Australians are rule. We're not actors, and the world is not flat. <laughs> big fear, big conspiracy theories in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. John, we're we're glad that you got to come do your bucket list stuff, and we're really. You know, beyond that, it just it's really cool to be able to connect and meet you because we've only really talked by phone. We met you on Facebook when you reached I out know, and said, "Yes, I'm probably the listener who's farthest away from you," and now we get to see you in person, which yeah. is just a gift. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've just noticed over next to Sam, Tim Tam. Oh, I brought my Tim Tam so I could try the yes. little coffee trick. And I gave one to producer Bailey, and he yeah. loved it. They're good. Yeah, they're really good. I had one last night. Uh, I had four last night. It's delicious. Now, I didn't you. do it with the call. Co- I didn't do it with any liquid. I liked it by itself. Yeah, they're Sam very tried good. it with the liquid. Yeah, I bit the ends off and sucked up the coffee. Yeah, and yeah. you forgot to tell us that after like the first draw, it starts to fall apart. <laughs> I was like, ah! and shoved it in my mouth. Bailey, did you do it with coffee? Or dr- yeah, I did, and it's you probably draw once, yeah, and then you go with the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably yeah. one of the only things I've had that was better with coffee. I think nice, yeah. oh, really, yeah. Good, yeah. thank you for that special. Ita- uh, not yeah. Italian, and, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Australian treat. And, and you know, yeah, and you know, John, it, you said that they're not available in the states, and we went and we looked on Amazon. Apparently, there's somebody who's a reseller, but when you start to look at the comments. I don't know if they're just like getting them imported or something, but people say that they're melted or they're stale. or They don't make the journey There must well. not be a distributor that's in America no. for those. No. Well, there is a distributor. He's standing right next that's to That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, our dear friend, John. Yeah, can I dub the customs guy in? <laughs> <laughs> the customs guy who got one of my 10 packets. That's right. <laughs> the bloke. Yeah, yeah, the spare one that I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, John. Well, enjoy the rest of your ride. Be safe on your Harley, and you know you'll I, hear from me. Oh, we know we will. So thank you. <laughs>